Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. Uh, We are finishing up our series that we have called Exactly What to Do with Your Life. And over the last three weeks, we've had a few simple but pretty impactful concepts if you if you choose to apply them in your life. We talked about the the, the powerful concept of say what you mean, mean what you say, right? Uh, make sure that when you say something, that's what you mean. And if we're, if we're going to be the kind of people that say what we mean and mean what we say, that means we need to be more intentional with our words. And the next week we talked about, this was Easter Sunday, we talked about what it meant to be unoffendable. Look at the example of Jesus. If anybody had, had a reason to be offended by things that were happening to them, it was Jesus. And he chose to be unoffended knowing that he saw something bigger than what was going on. And that takes incredible intentionality as well. And then last week, we talked about assuming. If you weren't here, I said, you know what happens when you assume? I don't know if anybody knows. You can look it up later. I'm not going to say it here. But... Nobody's in good shape when we assume. So we wanted to be people who don't make assumptions of what people mean when they say something, when they do something. So today, I want to kind of wrap all this up on exactly what to do with your life. And I believe that if you take these concepts that we've gone over the last few weeks, if you take these concepts into your life and you try to exercise them weekly, try to exercise them daily, that you will become a healthier individual, that you will have a healthier faith, that you will have a healthier mental attitude. And so today, what I want to talk about a little bit, what I want to dig into after we dug into assumptions, today as we wrap it up, we're going to talk about your best. Do your best. I have, a, I have this pet peeve with, uh, I don't want to say people, just myself. You guys are great. Yeah, I've never heard any of you say this or so whatever. But when people say, you know what, I tried my best. And that, I don't know why I let that bother me. I know, I know on Sundays this is like my therapy session, so I'm just going to put, you know, you guys carry my problems out with you throughout the rest of the week. That's fine with me. I, when people say I did my best, I, my first my first sarcastic thing that I think about my everything, pretty much anytime anybody says something to me, my first reaction is something sarcastic, but it's all up here. You know what I mean? So I'm a really good person when the words come out mostly, but in here, I am super sarcastic. I know that's a big surprise to some of you who might know me a little bit. So when someone says I did my best, my first thought is, did you? Did you? With the squint too, you know what I mean? Did you? Oh, you did? Mm. If you did your best, you wouldn't need to tell anyone you did your best. If you know better, do better. If you know better, do better. In my life growing up, I mean, this is probably uh, true for, for most of you. When I, would, when I was told something or thought about something and I, I came to an opinion on something, there was nothing that could change my mind. And the more you argued with me, the more I dug my heels in and thought, no, this is the way it is. Once I decided that the San Antonio Spurs were the greatest franchise in the history of the NBA, yes, yes, amen to that. Once I decided that that was the case, 
Nothing is going to stop me from thinking that. Even Jordan heckling me from the second row is not going to stop me from thinking that. We dig our heels in, right, when we have an opinion. Even now, in the middle of church, Jordan couldn't help himself from saying out loud how wrong I was about the San Antonio Spurs. We have an opinion, and it gets stuck, right? We get stuck in what we think. We get stuck in what our opinion is. That's not just true of the Spurs or the Holy Father, Greg Popovich, coach of the San Antonio Spurs. It's not just true of the opinions. That we, we do that in the way that we raise our children. We do that in the way that we talk to people. We think this is how people should be treated, so I'm going to treat them that way. And people that don't treat others that way, we can't understand where they're coming from. We think, we think things are supposed to be done a certain way at work, and when someone does them a different way, we can't fathom how they could possibly do things that way. Why would they do things that way? And so how, how can we be people to grow and change if we're people who are stuck in our ways, if we're stuck in the ways that we have thought? So I have a, a few questions for you this morning. Where in your life are you stuck in your ways? Where in your life do you think this is how it's supposed to be? And see, what's tough with this is we don't always know where that is. A lot of times we have a blind spot to the way that we are stuck. We have a blind spot to the way that we are stuck. We have a blind spot to the way that we don't change our thinking. So where in your life do you feel stuck in your ways? And maybe, let me ask you a different question so it doesn't feel so negative. Where in your life have you already made a decision on how things are supposed to go? Where in your life have you already decided how many times your house should be cleaned a week? Where in your life have you decided how often your family should go out to dinner and how often they should eat at home? Where in your life have you decided, is our family supposed to all sit at a table and eat together or grab what you can and eat what you can because we're all very busy and do whatever you want? See, neither of those are wrong and neither of those are right. But if we have a certain opinion on what we think and it doesn't change, it doesn't shift, that's when we can get stuck in our way. Now, I want you to be thinking about this in terms of your faith, too. Where in your faith are you stuck in your way? We here at The Heart have been uh, a community that has changed and grown throughout, uh, throughout the six years that we've been uh, uh, cooking here. And we have changed some of the ways that we approach things. In a lot of ways, we have not changed. But The Heart is famously a messy community. We are a messy group of people. And the truth is, any group of people is a messy group of people. Any group of people, they're trying to figure things out. But what we have been adamant about and incredibly loud about over the last six years is we are very comfortable being in that mess. We are very comfortable not knowing what on earth we are doing in life. I am the first and the loudest. I'm definitely the loudest. I am the first and the loudest person here at the heart to say, I don't know what I'm doing in life. I am figuring it out one day at a time. I'm figuring it out one month at a time, one year at a time. When I was younger, I thought, when I get older, I can't wait to be that old man who's stuck in their ways. 
so I could stop arguing with people and thinking about things that I just know what I think. And the older I've gotten, the opposite has become true. <laughs> the older I've gotten, and I'm not super old, I'm only, only in my late, late 30s, which is to say 41. The older I've gotten, what I've noticed is I am less certain about things in my life. If you would have asked 18-year-old Dom what he thought about whatever, what he thought about the greatest basketball player to ever live, I don't want to hear it from anybody. I have the microphone, so I'll say who it is. <laughs> Just kidding. If you would have asked me at 18, if you would have asked me at 25, if you would have asked me at 30, I would have had a definite answer, one person. Now, I feel like, well, there's a group of guys. There's a group of people who might be the greatest basketball player of all time. Is it worth losing friendships over that? Sometimes it is, according to Jordan in the second row. <laughs> is it better to be right, or is it better to be friends? I don't know. So I want to read a scripture today, a verse. When you know better, do better. When you know better, do better. That's the idea for today. So I want to read this verse. This is in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Now, this, uh, this uh, is actually a letter written to a, a, a church, a community, a group of people in the city of Corinth. And Paul, who had this radical encounter with Jesus, after Jesus had died, he had this radical encounter with Jesus' spirit. And he had, uh, uh, so what he would do is after this encounter, he would go around and tell people about the freedom they could experience in Jesus. And one of those communities that he helped to form and start was this community of believers in Corinth. And he wrote a letter to them. And in this particular part of the letter, we're only getting a small piece. So I say that to say that if some of the, some of the verses I ever read seem to like not make a lot of sense or, or, or maybe they seem out of context, this is an entire letter. So let's say I wrote you an entire letter and then you quoted two sentences to a friend and that friend was supposed to get everything I thought. No, no, no. There, there's a bigger context here. So I want to encourage you outside of today to read the book of uh, 1 Corinthians on your own, or read that whole chapter, or whatever you want to do, or don't read anything at all. It's up to you. You're living your life. So in this particular part of the letter, he's kind of sharing with people how to maturely live out their faith, how to take mature steps in their faith. Because faith, just like any other journey, you're going you're to have a beginning point where you're not going to know a lot. And the more you walk in that faith, when you know better, do better. Same thing is when you're at work, when you're raising kids. When you know better, do better. I've only raised one child in my life. My parents raised three. And any, is anybody from a family where there's more than one kid? Anybody from a family? Okay. Is anybody the youngest in that family? Oh, you youngers. Okay. Yeah. Anybody not the youngest know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. See what I mean? The youngest. You know why the youngest seems like they get away with everything? I suppose that the parents might have thought, your parents might have thought, well, now that we know better, now that it's not so big of a deal that they have an extra order of french fries. Now that it's not so big of a deal that we get them a toy every other time we go to the store. Now that we know it's not so big of a deal if they stay up past nine on a school night, 
Let's go ahead and let them do it. We know better, so now we can do better. We know better, so now we can do better. And that's why the youngest kid is the best kid ever. Everybody knows that. Everybody who's the youngest in the room said amen. They didn't, but they can't hear you on the stream, so they did. <laughs> amen. There he is. That was a real one. When you know better, do better. So let's, let's finally, for once in our life, read uh, the verse that I'm talking about. So watch this. This is so simple. He's just talking about eating a meal. Watch this. He says, so eat your meals heartily, not worrying about what others say about you. Am I right? Yeah. As a matter of fact, no, 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 about you, you're eating to God's glory after all, not to please them. You're eating to God's glory. Have you ever thought about that? When you grab a Whataburger or a Chick-fil-A, or maybe when Chick-fil-A, that's God's chicken. You know what I mean? But I can't believe I said that. That is the most preacher thing I've ever said. We're going we're gonna to strike that from the record. God's chicken. That's embarrassing. You're eating to God's glory after all, not to please them. As a matter of fact, do everything that way. Do everything that way, heartily and freely to God's glory. At the same time, don't be callous in your exercise of freedom, thoughtlessly stepping on the toes of those who aren't as free as you are. I try my best to be considerate of everyone's feelings in all these matters. I hope you will be too. Whatever you do, do it the best that you can. Whatever you do, do it the best that you can. But there's a maturity here he calls out on us. He says, I try my best to be considerate of everyone's feelings. I hope you will be too. I try my best not to step on people's toes just because they believe differently than me, because they eat differently than me. The reason he's talking about eating is back in the old days, uh, people would, would offer food up to a God, a different God, and then serve that food. And it was a big deal of like, okay, well, I don't know if I can eat this Whataburger if you offered it to the God Baal first, and now I'm eating it, so I don't want you to think that I'm worshiping your God because I'm eating this food. So Paul was addressing that. He says, whatever you do, do it the best that you can. Whatever you do, do it to God's glory. Whatever it is, whether it's eating a meal or treating others with kindness. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. You'll make mistakes in your life, but when you know better, do better. Christianity, your faith, your life, your parenting, yourself at work, at school, it's not about being perfect. It's not about getting things right. It's not about being the best. It's about doing your best. So when you know better, do better. If you're taking notes, write this down too. When we are stuck in our ways, we have decided to stop growing. When you are stuck in your way, you have decided to stop growing. You have decided to stop learning. In fact, the only way that you can grow, all growth comes from new ways of thinking. Think about it. Anytime you have grown, spiritually, anytime you have grown mentally, anytime you have grown emotionally, anytime you have grown relationally, those things only can happen when you introduce a new way of thinking into your life, when you introduce a new way of processing whatever that happens to be. That's the only place growth can come from. I can tell you, if you have areas in your life, and I'm saying this for myself too, if there are areas in your life that you have not grown in or have not seen growth in, it's because you have stopped Will, being willing to learn in that area. You have stopped the action of learning in that area. 
because all growth comes from a new way of thinking. How often do we challenge the way we think? It's tough. You know why it's tough? Because we surround ourselves with people who pretty much think like us. We surround ourselves with people who pretty much respond to life the way that we do. And that's not a bad thing. That's how we find comfort. That's how we find connection. That's how we find community. That's how we allow ourselves to be part of something. But how often are we challenging our faith? How often are we challenging the way we think about relationships, the way we think about parenting? Last thing I want you to write down is the only way to have a new way of thinking is to be open to learning a new way of thinking. It's the only way. The only way you can think about something in a new way is to say, I am going to be open to thinking about things in a new way. I know that is not profound. I know that is very, very simple, but sometimes it's the simple things that we just forget to tell ourselves. Sometimes it's the straightforward, basic things that we forget to say to ourselves. How often do you make yourself open and willing to learn a new way of thinking? How often do you allow yourself to think something new about your faith? Or is there a part of your faith where you think, well, this is what I thought when I was 10 years old. This is what I was taught when I was 18 years old. This is the way that I thought when I was 25. This is the way that I thought last year. So why would it be different? And I'm not saying you need to change everything about what you think. I'm saying that I want you to challenge how you think. What would it look like for you to examine your life and say, okay, where might I be stuck in my ways? Recently, I was, I was forced into something new. And I say forced. I, when, my, uh, uh, when my son went off to college, I thought I need something. I need to give myself something to do throughout the week something that can challenge me, something that's new. And so I started to do a little bit of real estate, got my real estate license, and I have never felt more like a rookie, like a noob. I know nothing, and I'm so, I'm so green at this, I don't even know what I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even sure what questions I'm supposed to be asking. I don't even know what I'm supposed to know, what I'm not supposed to know. Oh, here we go. Don't worry. I don't even know what I, I, I'm supposed to know. And so it's really challenged me. It's really forced me to allow myself to learn from people around me. There's people around me who are 10 years younger than me telling me how to do what I'm supposed to do. Can you imagine if I was the kind of person who was like, no, I know how to live. I've lived more life than you. I have more experience than you. I know more than you. Then I have blocked myself off from learning. I've blocked myself off from being someone who can grow. Where have you in your life stopped allowing yourself to grow? Has your faith stopped growing because there's been no way for you to challenge it? Has your faith stopped growing because you're not looking to learn anything new. 
These are questions that I can't answer for you. You need to answer them for yourself. But I promise you this, is the more that you learn, the more that you let yourself be someone who is learning, who is growing, you'll learn better and then you'll do better. And when you know better, you do better. And I see it all the time. I see it all the time in life. When you know better, you do better. In your relationships, the way we grow in our healthy relationships is we, we joke about something. We find out that person didn't appreciate that. No problem. Now I know better. We buy someone a gift that we think they'll like. They don't like it. And now we know next time, okay, now I know better. I'll get you something different next time. If you were here last week, now I know no matter when I go out for tacos, I'm bringing my wife a taco. Now I know better. And when you know better, you can do better. Do you see what I'm saying? So what about in your faith? What about in your faith if you, if you, if you give yourself room to grow? And you say, no, I, I read a scripture one time or somebody told me about a scripture one time that said everyone has to think this. And then you run into someone who doesn't think that, but you love this person. You love them in your life, but they think differently than you. What if two people can exist in the same faith and think two different things? That will blow your mind if you haven't thought about that yet. When you know better, do better. So if I can tell you before we leave today exactly what to do with your life, it's this. Say what you mean and mean what you say. Do your best to be unoffendable. Choose to be unoffendable in your life. And I want you, when you leave today, to do everything you can to not be someone who assumes and to be someone who learns and grows. Because when you know better, you'll do better. If you could, real quick, close your eyes and bow your heads. I want to pray for us this morning. God, we're so grateful to be a part of a community that can learn and grow. We thank you, God, that there's never enough for us to learn. I, I pray that we would challenge our faith this week. We would challenge our faith today. That we have a community that we can grow with and that you are a God who can be with us the whole time. We love you and we pray that in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at Evo Springtown. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows. Mm -hmm.